0: Are you ready to talk? Are you ready to debate? Let the discussion begin. This is Food for Thought with Mike Winkler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Food for Thought. I am Mike Winkler, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you have subscribed or are just listening to see if you want to subscribe, I greatly appreciate it. This is an opinion-based podcast um, While I will talk about today's trending issues and topics, whether it be in politics, government, entertainment, or just life in general. Any news story you basically see online, I will basically pick and choose what I want to talk about. And it may be controversial. I, I will warn you all right now that with this being an opinion-based podcast, that there's probably going to be some things that you're not going to like that I have to say about certain topics, and that's why this is an opinion-based thing. Uh, The thing of it is, is that I look at it this way. If you have a complaint, you can comment on the podcast, you can send me a note. But the thing of it is, we're all our own people, and we all have our own different opinions on things, and just like I am with this, all I'm doing is giving my opinion on this podcast just like everybody else has an opinion out in the world. So uh, if you are not a big fan of certain people's opinions, especially mine on this podcast, then I recommend you don't listen because there's going to be some things you're not going to like. So that's the fair warning I wanted to give on the first episode. Um, But all in all, this is going to be a fun podcast. I don't want to give too much of of the, the vibe that I'm going to be doing all these controversial topics and only talking about politics or my view on what side of the political aisle I'm on. I don't want to do that. There will be certain episodes where I will cover that. Uh, but this will also be a podcast where I'll bring in people, uh, interview people and they'll talk about their life, some of their hardships. And, uh, I want this to be a podcast mainly about life in general as well. Uh, not only just opinions, but life stories and, uh, Feel feel good stories. I, I have a, um, I have a a sister, a half sister, um, named Kaylee, who is going through some some serious medical issues, and I recently had asked her if she wanted to be a part of uh, one of the episodes of of this show, and basically talk about her life story and how she's had to cope with it, and she recently agreed to it, so I'm gonna be very excited to have her on the show and have her all share her story with you because I think it's quite the story, and she's been recently putting up some uh, videos on YouTube of of, of her sickness. I'm not going to get too much into her uh, her condition. I want to kind of save that for her to talk about herself, but I wanted to bring that up that she will be a part of the show um, either next episode or a couple episodes from now, so that'll be a really good feel-good story to really get to know her condition and just her in general. Uh, on, on, this episode, really, uh, with it being our first episode, I really wanted to dive in some really important topics that are going on in the world right now. And, and the first thing I really want to cover is the situation in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how to describe my feelings on this. I'm, I'm very conflicted. Uh, I, I will put it out there right now. I, I am a right winger. I, am I'm, I'm a Republican, a conservative, I am not a Joe Biden fan. I think his election or him being elected was a big mistake. I still firmly believe that the election was indeed fixed because I I sit there and I watch Joe on on TV and just over how he stumbles on his words constantly, it's almost like his thought process is just slowly working in his brain and he's just not completely with it. And, and we, we saw we saw the way Joe Biden was in the debates and when he did his uh, campaign speeches. We, we saw him stumble over words, make mistakes, basically make up words. F- forget what, uh, what year it was or that he was running for president. He thought he was running for, for, for the Senate seat. There was just so many things that were so wrong here. It wasn't like in 2016 when the Democrats at least had Hillary Clinton. Now, I don't like Hillary Clinton either but at least she was a candidate that actually made sense. When you look at Joe Biden, so many people voted for him just because he wasn't Donald Trump. And that concerns me in a lot of ways because I have to wonder, was their dislike for Trump so bad? Was there so much hate that they were willing to elect a guy that I think has dementia. No, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor, nor am I going to make assumptions on here. But you have had doctors go on TV saying that he has a lot of symptoms of dementia or something is wrong with him, whether it be old age or a medical condition, what have you. And it puzzles me because we get told that Donald Trump got more votes than he did in 2016, which got him elected. But then we're told that Joe Biden got more votes than any other president-electee in history with over 80 million votes. I find it very, very, very hard to believe that that man got 80 million votes. I'm going to put that out there right now. If anybody can seriously sit there and tell me that that man got 80 million votes, or if you even voted for him for that matter, I have to question your thought process and your sanity. Because how could you have sat there and voted for a man who has had a very elongated bad history in the Senate? Everything he has done in his political career has been a mess or been bad. Just go and look for yourself. Go do your research. Go look in the right places to do your research because you go to places like MSNBC and and CNN, that is all left-wing bullshit. It's bullshit. I feel bad for other countries who only have CNN at their disposal to watch because it's garbage news TV. It is a democratic news front that just continues to peddle Left-wing propaganda. I know a lot of people have a problem with Fox News. I watch a lot of Fox News. And yes, Fox News is a right-wing network. But here is the differences between something like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, whatever. Fox News provides a news story and then they give you facts on top of the story they are producing. So basically, they're giving you a chance to see it, and then almost, in a way, form your own opinion of it. Now, I know a lot of people will, will just nod their head at my comment there and just think, yeah, right, you think that. That's fine. You can think that. But if you want to continue to be a brainwashed individual who continues to believe everything that the mainstream media popes, or pokes out at you, <clears throat> sorry, pokes out at you, and gives you, then you are just a follower. You should be a leader in life. By following them, you are just following the vicious cycle of everything that just happens with every person in this world that listens to that bullshit. And that's what it is. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Do yourself a favor. Watch Fox News from 8... Two eleven, which is Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity. Not in that order, but uh, Carlson, Hannity, Ingram, 8, 9, and 10. And you will see every news story that they talk about, they start listing off all these facts and start showing you all this evidence and proof of the story. And then they'll tell you their viewpoint on it. And you could choose to believe their viewpoint or not. But at least they're giving you the the, the the evidence and the proof and the credibility to form your own opinion on it. And usually what they talk about after with their own opinion, usually it's dead on. I find myself hardly ever disagreeing with them on something. Then do yourself a favor and flip over to either CNN or MSNBC. Watch the same block from 8 to 11. And you tell me you do not see a difference. Because you will see, from that 8 to 11 block on one of those other two channels, you will see them spew right-wing shit on, on, on Republicans. Try to spin Joe Biden's Afghanistan mess, or the economy, or whatever have you, that he's done wrong in the last seven months. They will always try to spin it in a positive direction for Joe Biden. They won't talk about what's being hidden from you, or they will blame Donald Trump. So that's where I'm going to get into Afghanistan here. This Afghanistan situation is an absolute mess. It angers me so much that our president will go on TV and not take any responsibility for what has happened the last few days in Afghanistan. We lost 13 Marines and a Navy medic. And he goes on TV and blames Donald Trump. Donald Trump had a concrete plan to get out of Afghanistan. It was a process that he would have continued to do had he been reelected. And instead of Joe Biden taking office and following Donald Trump's plan that would have worked, he basically said, No, I'm not going to do that. I want to do it my way. I want to do my own plan. Well, you all have seen what Joe Biden's plan has gotten us. Marines and a Navy medic killed. Now, I have to ask all you Biden voters. Are you happy with that? Are you satisfied with the job that the person you elected, are you satisfied with the job that he is doing over there? Can you sit there and look at me in the face and tell me that that man is not responsible for anything that has happened over there? I would be glad to have you look me dead in the eye and tell me that it is Donald Trump's fault and not Joe Biden's. I will bitch the living hell out of you. Because it angers me. It angers me that basically our military is being disrespected over there. And what does our guys in the military and the Pentagon do? Oh, we're talking to the Taliban. We're negotiating with the Taliban. We believe that there's this, this, and this. Since when do we make plans to negotiate and buddy up to the Taliban. What are we doing? What are we doing? There is no part of this that is okay. I want you all to take a very long, hard look at who you voted for if you voted for Joe Biden. Take a long, hard look at it. A long, honest, hard look at it. If you can sit there, just when you go to sleep at night tonight, I want you to think about everything that Joe Biden's done in seven months. And I want you to come back to me and tell me three things that he has done that has progressed this country in the right direction. And if you can, great. But I'm going to come back at you with ten reasons why He is putting this country in the ground. So if you have good reasons, you better come at me with some damn good ones. Because I will rip you to shreds. Our elected officials on the right side of the aisle need to do something about what the Democrats are doing. Joe Biden either needs to be impeached or court-martialed. I know a lot of you would not agree with that. But what he is doing in Afghanistan is a goddamn mess. So all I say is please take a long, hard look at it, because today we got some news that the U.S. did in fact kill two high-profile ISIS-K terrorists after the American troops were targeted in Kabul. That's fantastic news. But what's going to happen here is that now you know that ISIS-K will retaliate. They will retaliate and probably more of our soldiers will die. So the question is, is what would you do if you were in that presidential position? Would you just pull our soldiers out and let what's happening in Afghanistan happen, or would you continue to put our soldiers in harm's way? Me personally, we've been fighting over there for a very, very long time. Too long, in fact. I am sick and tired of the United States being the world's police. We feel the need to take it upon ourselves to take care of, take care of the world, give them money, send our troops over there to fight their wars. It's wrong. Our soldiers are sent over there to be fodder. Sheep being led to the slaughter, to put it plainly. There are certain issues that, yes, we can help with because we are the kind of country that likes to be the example of the world. But that doesn't mean that we go over and we give all billions and trillions of dollars to other countries and then on top of it all, we leave the Middle East and we leave our, our tanks and our weapons over there for the freaking Taliban or ISIS to take control over. What part of that makes sense? The reason why they have a lot of tools at their disposal there to fight back is because we leave them stuff to do it. It needs to stop. All I know is... The war in the Middle East has gone on too long. And I seriously think it's time to bring our, our soldiers home because it's a losing battle over there. They will continue to fight over there. They will continue to live the ways they are under Sharia law. It's not going to change. They are a messed up country. And I, I hate to put it plainly like this, but I always felt like, you know, we, we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima in World War II, for Pearl Harbor. If we could do that, then why can't we drop a bomb on the Middle East to prove a point? I mean, why can people justify dropping a bomb in Hiroshima but not in the Middle East? It just doesn't make sense to me. And if it were me, that's probably how I would do it. But that's my feelings on it all. I I don't want to divulge too much politically uh, so much into this, but, you know, I, I just wanted to cover the Afghanistan situation over there and uh, really break it down, and I, I'm just, I'm to the point where Joe Biden needs to be impeached. He just has to be impeached for what he is doing and what he has done, and and we haven't even talked about, you know, what he's done as far as the economy and and he's sinking the country into the ground as far as how he's handled uh, the COVID situation. And then on top of it all, him taking credit for Operation Warp Speed with the vaccines when he had absolutely nothing to do with it. So anybody that comes to me and tells me, oh, well, Biden got us through COVID. Well, he hasn't got us through COVID because with the recent surges with the Delta variant, which, mind you, that's a whole other situation that I'll get into on uh, in another episode as far as COVID and in and, and, and my my whole theory and and thing on that. We'll get into Dr. Fauci and and how that's been handled and a whole other topic with that. Um, But he had nothing to do with Operation Warp Speed. The vaccines were because of Donald J. Trump. If Donald Trump wouldn't have pushed the pharmaceutical companies to get these things out as quickly as they were, we'd probably be waiting another two years for these damn vaccines. We'd still be living under lockdowns. Is that the way you'd all choose to live? Because that's the way the, the Democrats and Joe Biden want you to live. They want to put you back in your homes, lock you down, and throw away the key. They want these businesses to close up shop because they want you to be self-reliant on the government the rest of your life. The government wants control of you. They want control of health care, which they pretty much do now. They want control of your finances, what you do, how much you can get from the store, whether it be food or materials or tools. They want to control all that. They want to turn this country into a socialist country. You sit there and you find me a socialist country that is happy and successful because there's not one that exists. Look at Venezuela, prime example. They have been in such disarray with socialism for so long, they are finally trying to get themselves to be like the United States and be free. The United States has been the example for other countries for years that want democracy. So why the hell do all these people want socialism? And anybody that tells you that socialism is good... They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't. I'm sorry to sound aggressive in that, but don't sit there and tell me that socialism is for the good of us. Because it's not. Socialism is a goddamn mess. And anyone who will sit there and stick up for it and want to live like that, go live somewhere else. You're not wanted here. This is the United States of America. We are a democracy. We pride ourselves on our freedom. So if you want socialism and you want to tear down the Constitution, then get the hell out. Because you're not wanted here. Okay, so now shifting gears. I apologize for getting fired up over politics. It it sometimes gets the best of me. But um, I'm just saying it the way it is, and that's my feelings on it. So, okay, so we're going to shift topics here away from politics in, in Afghanistan. So we're going to shift into another uh, topic uh, about... Um, it's kind of my own personal theory on this. Um, I really wanted to talk about controlled substances. I want to admit right now that I... I do take an anti-anxiety medication. I'm a, I'm a very anxious person, and I have um, some anxiety issues. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I know a lot of us do. Um, but, you know, I take I take Ativan uh, to, to balance out my anxiety. And the thing that really frustrates me the most is when I go to the doctor just recently, and the lady asks me if I'm still taking Ativan. I say yes. And she goes... Okay, well, we have this form we need you to sign out that you have to do once a year. So she hands me the form. She leaves the room. I read it. And I couldn't help but feel when I was reading it that it was making me feel a little uncomfortable and making me feel like they were treating me like an addict. And I'm the furthest thing from one. I've always known when to take things when I need to take them, only when I need to take them. And... I just hate being treated as though like I'm somebody that needs to be watched and somebody that needs to be managed and controlled and it's frustrating to me that the rest of us get treated this way because of all the the addicts out there that can't control themselves or or these doctors that over prescribe this stuff to addicts. uh look at a lot of the celebrity cases where a lot of these celebrity doctors over Overprescribe prescribe these medications to these celebrities because of who they are. Uh, the Michael Jackson situation being a prime example of it. Um, I, it's, it's just frustrating to me, and I just wanted to talk about it briefly, that I don't think it's right to be treating all these people that need this medication because they have, you know, different issues. That they're basically being told that, oh, well, they can only have this amount of this amount of time and if and if and if you're going through a hard time and you take them all because you're having a hard time we can't give you more because we can't tell if you're an addict or not there there's a serious problem with this because there are people with worse issues than me i mean people with 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 really severe severe anxiety i mean i have some pretty strong anxiety that sometimes is very hard to manage but there are people with severe bouts of depression and and they have a hard time managing life day to day. And for them to basically be told that, oh, well, you know, we regret that you've had a hard time recently and you had to take your medication regularly because it was hard to get through, but we can't refill your prescription anymore because these are controlled substances and you could be a potential addict. So we can't do that. So you're on your own. Excuse me? They're not around me every day in my life. They don't see my day-to-day routine. They don't know what goes on in my life every minute of every hour of the day. So for them to see me on a small occasion and just ask me a couple questions and then determine, oh, well, we can't do that, that's not right. And for anybody out there that is frustrated by this, I'm with you. And this is a subject that I will continue to bring up on the show, and I would love if anybody would like to come on the show and discuss this and their frustration with it, because I think it's something that needs to change in some way, shape, or form. Yes, there does not need to be things that need to be managed, because there are addicts out there, or people can turn into them, sure, but the way they're handling it right now I feel like is wrong, and it needs to be fixed, and needs to be talked about more. So uh, I, I, I invite anybody to come on the show and really talk about their personal experience with this because I think it's a subject that needs to be talked about and brought up and, and, and discussed with uh, medical professionals or, or the FDA or whoever handles that business because it's kind of a mess of a system and it's, and it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely broken. So the last topic I wanted to talk about on the show today, um, I wanted to kind of get into... What has happened with the Ashley Babbitt situation, with the uh, with the protesting on the Capitol on January sixth? Now, listen. When it comes to January sixth, it's it's an issue that I think has been overblown, uh, big time. Um, I'm not going to condone the behavior in any way because I think there were better ways that it could have been handled. And uh, but I am still a firm believer. That what happened on January sixth wasn't just all Trump supporters. I think there were plants from Antifa and many other groups that were there to cause trouble, so therefore things could escalate and you know different agendas could happen because of it, like pushing through the uh, the the voting the final voting system uh, through the Senate and the House, and because we had many states that were going to try to fight back against some of the uh, the voter tampering and some of the uh, cheating they thought was going on. And that disrupted the whole process. And by the time that they cleared out the riots enough and they went back into the chambers, a lot of those people just said, forget it, just just put the presidency through, we're done, we're not going to fight it. So basically, in a way, I think a lot of it was, was, was plants that caused certain situations to happen because they didn't want any disruptions in the process, nor did they want the cheating scandal to come out. Because since then, it's really quieted down. Um, But the Ashley Babbitt situation, the one that was killed in the Capitol building, it recently came out, after all this time, who actually had killed her. And it still puzzles me to this day why the information was being withheld as to who shot her. And we finally got it revealed, and, and, and it, it, it's it's a lot worse than I had feared. So the man that had shot and killed Ashley Babbitt during the Capitol riot was Lieutenant Michael Byrd, Capitol Police officer. He goes on M- NBC News and does an interview. And you automatically would think, oh, they're going to do this interview. He's going to feel very remorseful a very apologetic to what he did. Because at the end of the day, Ashley Babbitt, even though she did get into the Capitol building where she shouldn't have been, she didn't have a weapon. She wasn't attacking people. She was not a danger to anyone. Nobody's lives were threatened in this situation. So in no way, shape, or form was there any reason why any any cop or Capitol Police officer should have pulled their gun and shot and killed her. There's just none. So you'd figure he'd go on TV... And he'd be remorseful, right? No. No, it was quite the opposite, actually. He goes on TV and goes on to say that he saved countless lives. Basically justifying her death that, oh, by by, by shooting and killing her, I saved countless lives. He didn't use those exact words, but that's how it comes off. He says he opened fire only as a last resort after the rioters failed to comply with his commands. But why was she shot and killed? She wasn't armed. She wasn't attacking nobody. 60 to 80 House members and staffers were holed up inside the Capitol that day. And yes, it was the Capitol's police job to protect them. But for him to go on TV and basically say that he was basically scared of what she would do and that she might get into the House chambers and blah, 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 there is no way to justify her being shot by him. And he can go on TV and spin any story he wants to justify it and make himself sleep at night. Bird is a 28-year veteran of the Capitol Police. But for a guy that's been a part of that police for the longest time, wouldn't you think he'd have better judgment of him drawing his weapon and firing it? It makes me wonder if he's ever fired his weapon before. If he's ever been in a high-tension situation, because I feel like that this situation here was maybe his first bit of action that he really felt threatened. He claims he yelled at them repeatedly, and they kept pressing forward. He fired a shot. It hit Babbitt in the shoulder. And now she's dead and what is being done about it not a goddamn thing not a goddamn thing they're going to let him go about living his life normally while she doesn't get to 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 experience that it's a damn shame i'm sorry i i just i there's no part of this that i'm okay with and this man needs to be put on trial. We put people on trial all the time for for firing their guns at people that are unarmed in the police departments. That's why a lot of riots were going on this past year. I don't agree with those either. But if we're gonna crucify police officers, you know, a year ago for situations where they were threatened or they were attacked and they felt like was a last resort in those situations. Not all of them were, of course, but some of them were. If they could be put on trial, then why isn't this man, Lieutenant Bird, being put on trial? He shot and killed an unarmed woman. I don't care where she was. She was not a threat to him. So it's time to stand up and put this man on trial. He needs to answer for what he did. And a jury of his peers needs to decide if what he did was justified or not that day. Okay, well, that's uh, enough political talk for me for an episode. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed this first episode. Uh, I apologize if uh, you felt things were a little rough or, or were a little' um, were a little new. this is the first episode of the series and things will continue to improve and get better as far as uh, how we how I do things on the show. but um, please uh, please go on there and subscribe. Uh, we're gonna be on castbox. Uh, and then we're going to expand on to Apple Podcasts and a few other platforms as well in the coming weeks. Uh, but follow us on Facebook. You can go to at FFT with Mike Winkler Podcast. Uh, you can also go on our Instagram page, which is for uh, Food for Thought with Mike Winkler, where you can keep uh, updated on different things there too. Uh, but mainly Facebook will be the platform where I'll really update about topics coming up on shows and when they're coming out and, and, and stuff. The plan is to have uh, new episodes come out Um every uh, Saturday or Sunday, or Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, the plan, plan basically is I'm going to say that new episodes will be released every Saturday and Wednesday. Try to do episodes every few days to, to keep up with the topics in the world. So uh, look out for those. Um, but also, too, you know, feel free to comment. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, just send me an email at MikeWinkler0323 at gmail.com or go on the Facebook page uh, for Food for Thought and uh, write a comment or send a message letting me know that you're interested in being on the show and talking about something and we'll make something work. Um, I'd be glad to have you on the show and and either do a a debate if you don't agree with me or let's just do one that we agree on stuff and we want to get the message out there. Either way, I'm fine with it. I'm ready for a good, healthy debate, but all I'll say is if you want to debate me, you better come at me with actual facts because I will throw facts at you. If you want me to take your side, not really too much take your side, but you want me to, to really think about what you're talking about, you better come at me with actual cold hard facts and not just random bullshit that you heard on the, on the mainstream news because if that's the case, I will turn you off and we will move on to something else because I will not listen to more brainwashed mainstream propaganda dribble. I won't do it. So please come at me with actual stuff and, and we'll have a great debate. Debates make good podcast episodes, I say. So, all in all, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I'm looking at next episode, uh, potentially including, like I said, my half-sister, Kaylee, to talk about um, her life and her medical history and and things she's lived through. I'm going to work with her on that one. That could potentially be our next episode. If not, it might be the one following. uh, So keep an eye on that. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening to uh, Food for Thought with me, Mike Winkler. And I look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Have a good weekend, everybody.